the invitation section one from the first part of preparation for a christian life by soren kierkegaard translated by lee m hollander this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. preparation for a christian life first part comprising about one-fourth of the whole book come hither unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest matthew chapter eleven verse twenty eight the invitation section one come hither it is not at all strange if he who is in danger and needs help speedy immediate help perhaps it is not strange if he cries out come hither nor is it strange that a quack cries his wares come hither i cure all maladies alas for in the case of the quack it is only too true that it is the physician who has need of the sick come hither all ye who at extortionate prices can pay for the cure or at any rate for the medicine here is physic for everybody who can pay come hither in all other cases however it is generally true that he who can help must be sought and when found may be difficult of access and if access is had his help may have to be implored a long time and when his help has been implored a long time he may be moved only with difficulty that is he sets a high price on his services and sometimes precisely when he refuses payment or generously asks for none it is only an expression of how infinitely high he values his services on the other hand he christ who sacrificed himself he sacrifices himself here too it is indeed he who seeks those in need of help is himself the one who goes about and calls almost imploringly come hither he the only one who can help and help with what alone is indispensable and can save from the one truly mortal disease he does not wait for people to come to him but comes himself without having been called for it is he who calls out to them it is he who holds out help and what help indeed that simple sage of antiquity socrates was as infinitely right as the majority who do the opposite are wrong in setting no great price whether on himself or his instruction even if he thus in a certain sense proudly expressed the utter difference in kind between payment and his services but he was not so solicitous as to beg any one to come to him notwithstanding or shall i say because he was not altogether sure what his help signified for the more sure one is 
that his help is the only one obtainable the more reason has he in a human sense to ask a great price for it and the less sure one is the more reason has he to offer freely the possible help he has in order to do at least something for others but he who calls himself the savior and knows that he is he calls out solicitously come hither unto me come hither all ye strange for if he who when it comes to the point perhaps cannot help a single one if such a one should boastfully invite everybody that would not seem so very strange man's nature being such as it is but if a man is absolutely sure of being able to help and at the same time willing to help willing to devote his all in doing so and with all sacrifices then he generally makes at least one reservation which is to make a choice among those he means to help that is however willing one may be still it is not everybody one cares to help one does not care to sacrifice oneself to that extent but he the only one who can really help and really help everybody the only one therefore who really can invite everybody he makes no conditions whatever but utters the invitation which from the beginning of the world seems to have been reserved for him come hither all ye ah human self-sacrifice even when thou art most beautiful and noble when we admire thee most this is a sacrifice still greater which is to sacrifice every provision for one's own self so that in one's willingness to help there is not even the least partiality ah the love that sets no price on oneself that makes one forget altogether that he is the helper and makes one altogether blind as to who it is one helps but infinitely careful only that he be a sufferer whatever else he may be and thus willing unconditionally to help everybody different alas is this from everybody come hither unto me strange for human compassion also and willingly does something for them that labor and are heavy laden one feeds the hungry clothes the naked makes charitable gifts builds charitable institutions and if the compassion be heartfelt perhaps even visits those that labor and are heavy laden but to invite them to come to one that will never do because then all one's household and manner of living would have to be changed for a man cannot himself live in abundance or at any rate in well-being and happiness 
and at the same time dwell in one and the same house together with and in daily intercourse with the poor and miserable with them that labor and are heavy laden in order to be able to invite them in such wise a man must himself live altogether in the same way as poor as the poorest as lowly as the lowliest familiar with the sorrows and sufferings of life and altogether belonging to the same station as they whom he invites that is they who labor and are heavy laden if he wishes to invite a sufferer he must either change his own condition to be like that of the sufferer or else change that of the sufferer to be like his own for if this is not done the difference will stand out only the more by contrast and if you wish to invite all those who suffer for you may make an exception with one of them and change his condition it can be done only in one way which is to change your condition so as to live as they do provided your life be not already lived thus as was the case with him who said come hither unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden thus said he and they who lived with him saw him and behold there was not even the least thing in his manner of life to contradict it with the silent and truthful eloquence of actual performance his life expresses even though he had never in his life said these words his life expresses come hither unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden he abides by his word or he himself is the word he is what he says and also in this sense he is the word john chapter one verse one all ye that labor and are heavy laden strange his only concern is lest there be a single one who labors and is heavy laden who does not hear this invitation neither does he fear that too many will come ah heart room makes house room but where wilt thou find heart room if not in his heart he leaves it to each one how to understand his invitation he has a clear conscience about it for he has invited all those that labor and are heavy laden but what means it then to labor and be heavy laden why does he not offer a clearer explanation so that one may know exactly whom he means and why is he so chary of his words ah thou narrow-minded one he is so chary of his words lest he be narrow-minded and thou narrow-hearted one he is so chary of his words lest he be narrow-hearted for such is his love and love has regard to all 
as to prevent any one from troubling and searching his heart whether he too be among those invited and he who would insist on a more definite explanation is he not likely to be some self-loving person who is calculating whether this explanation does not particularly fit himself one who does not consider that the more of such exact explanations are offered the more certainly some few would be left in doubt as to whether they were invited ah man why does thine eye see only thyself why is it evil because he is good matthew chapter twenty verse fifteen the invitation to all men opens the arms of him who invites and thus he stands of aspect everlasting but no sooner is a closer explanation attempted which might help one or the other to another kind of certainty than his aspect would be transformed and as it were a shadow of change would pass over his countenance i will give you rest strange for then the words come hither unto me must be understood to mean stay with me i am rest or it is rest to remain with me it is not then as in other cases where he who helps and says come hither must afterwards say now depart again explaining to each one where the help he needs is to be found where the healing herb grows which will cure him or where the quiet spot is found where he may rest from labor or where the happier continent exists where one is not heavy laden but no he who opens his arms inviting every one ah if all all they that labor and are heavy laden came to him he would fold them all to his heart saying stay with me now for to stay with me is rest the helper himself is the help ah strange he who invites everybody and wishes to help everybody his manner of treating the sick is as if calculated for every sick man and as if every sick man who comes to him were his only patient for otherwise a physician divides his time among many patients who however great their number still are far far from being all mankind he will prescribe the medicine he will say what is to be done and how it is to be used and then he will go to some other patient or in case the patient should visit him he will let him depart the physician cannot remain sitting all day with one patient and still less can he have all his patients about him in his home and yet sit all day with one patient without neglecting the others for this reason the helper and his help are not one and the same thing 
the help which the physician prescribes is kept with him by the patient all day so that he may constantly use it while the physician visits him now and again or he visits the physician now and again but if the helper is also the help why then he will stay with the sick man all day or the sick man with him ah strange that it is just this helper who invites all men end of the invitation section one from the first part of preparation for a christian life by soren kierkegaard translated by lee m hollander read for librivox by sue anderson